welcome back, everyone, to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast and the final real review of the religious season. Is it really? Yep, we have the crappy horror movie from the patrons, which we'll reveal at the end. It was a battle between Shark Exorcist <laughs> and um, Velocipaster. I actually moved that voting over to Discord because okay. I feel like a lot of people don't use Twitter yeah, really that's anymore. Fair. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot more engagement that way. So probably all the polls going forward from now on, I'll just be doing it on Discord. Discord. Okay. Um, so we'll reveal that in the closing segment. On, um, I really don't have any more show news. We'll do the recap after that. Then we have a, the little mini season. Have we announced what the mini season is yet? I mean, we've talked about it enough. It's an Alan Wake mini season that goes from September to November. <laughs> but it's not even Alan Wake because like there's a bunch of like. Yeah. other things so we'll do that um in the recap the season recap okay uh also yeah. uh before we get into this show uh i am sick so if you hear crackling that's probably coming from my lungs perfect <laughs> yeah. so it's been two weeks since we record and i know that you're under like a thousand ndas yeah. so what can you tell us about justin um okay so we played texas chainsaw massacre we did yep uh, I've been playing it for like a week now. Um, what else? Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 beat it. Um, that took a lot of time, like a disgusting amount of hours. Like we're talking 70 plus hours. Um, and I beat it. I. It's basically all I did. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's another game that I'm playing that can't talk about but i really want to and i think i'm gonna try and find a way for us to play it soon okay um it's really fucking cool uh so far i haven't beat it yet but so far it's really fucking cool um and then just like a bunch of stuff i can't talk about um i can say that we were had to re uh pre-record last week because i was in san francisco Mm -hmm. for a day um uh, but I can't say why yet. Uh, that'll be next week. Um, and I'm doing some traveling, but I can't say where or why yet. Um, tomorrow. XOXO. Yeah. Um, but I did watch a ton of movies on the airplane. Okay. Um, so I did watched. Did you write them down? I should have you created your down. Google Doc yet? No. God, no. <laughs> like yeah yeah i'm just a mess of a person um okay so first off i watched cocaine bear finally mm-hmm. it was okay it was, okay. was, fu- it was fun it, it, it was it was fun it was a great soundtrack i w- the animal violence that i was afraid about wasn't there Devin yeah. really liked it i think actually didn't mean Devin review that one yeah i think you, you were guys sick did. or something yeah yeah that's yeah that's, that's in the yeah it somewhere. honestly it wasn't a bad movie no i enjoyed it um what I watched Guardians of the Galaxy three. Okay, I was How okay. How sad was that? Did you cry? No. Devin was crying throughout that entire movie. Oh no! Every single time they went a flashback to Rocket. Oh, I can I can definitely see why, but I'm not that invested in the Marvel movies, so I was just like, "Cool, I probably should have paid better attention to two because I don't." What's that? She thought that Rocket looked like Dante. Oh yeah, that's fair. Okay. I was just like, I probably should have paid more attention to Guardians of the Galaxy 2 because I don't know what's going on. Um, I did enjoy the one F-bomb. That was, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I watched like Inception because <laughs> I was wow. bored. Okay. Yeah. I was it was I had like an hour left of my flight, and um, Cocaine Bear had just finished. And I was like, I'm just gonna skip through all the boring parts and just watch the action. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I watched the cool actiony bits of Inception. Uh, that was an interesting way to watch a movie. Um, what else did I watch? I think I watched like Harley Quinn, like uh, Birds of Prey. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah, why not? It's there. Um, I watched Super Mario again because <laughs> it was there. Uh, yeah, that's all the f- movies I watched on the flight. Okay. It was like 10 hours of flying. I watched a lot of stuff. Um, I think I watched like an episode of Game of Thrones just because I was bored. Um, and then I wa- obviously I watched Demeter. Yep. Um, I think that's it. I, I'm so clustered. Like my brain is just in a million places right now with uh, all the writing and stuff I have to do. Yeah. So next week is after my deadline apocalypse. So I'll be able to talk about it hopefully a lot more and I'll be able to just like get it off my brain and Good. not have to think about it anymore. But yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Larry? So still no really TV. I okay. just, it's like movies, games or reading. So, mm-hmm. um, but I have a lot of movies cause it's been two weeks since we talked. So I yes. watched step mom, which is like a family dramedy starring okay. Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon, where Julia Roberts is like becoming the stepmom to Susan Sarandon's kids. Okay. And like spoilers, like Susan Sarandon has like cancer and she's not telling people about it. Okay. So kind of see where that movie's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched the documentary on Cody Rhodes called American Nightmare. Um, is Cody it was Rhodes? Good. That sounds familiar. Rassler. He was, oh. he was in WWE. He was Dusty Rhodes' son. They made him Stardust, which was fucking stupid. So he left. Is that uh, who like? Or not Goldust? Founded AEW. It's okay. Goldust's brother. Oh man, Goldust was such a creep. <laughs> I watched the Meg. Oh, how was that? It holds. Up. It holds up. It holds up. Yeah, oh, it's it, good. It knows what it is, and okay. I, had a, I had a good time watching that one. Um, I watched Mystic Pizza by recommendation from people over in the Zombie Girls Discord. Okay, it's like one of Julie Roberts' like first movies. It's also a rom com. Um, it did some things to subvert my expectations, and I, I did enjoy it. It was cool seeing a lot of young actors. It was Matt Damon's first movie. He has like a five minute part in it. It's kind of cool. Um, I watched Inherit the Wind. Studio, no, that's Studio Ghibli. No, Inherit the Wind, because there's like two that are very similar. Inherit the Wind is a Gene Kelly and Spencer Tracy film that is a historical drama so it's like it's taking talking about real events about a trial that took place in the united states in hillsborough north carolina i believe okay um where a school teacher was trying to teach evolution and this town came after him and threw him in jail and tried to press charges on him because it went against the bible oh of course um i watched it because devin's mom I was asking her like other really really good Spencer Tracy movies because he was in I guess he was coming to dinner and I he was really really good at that. Yeah. Um, I liked it. The movie was really boring, and they keep singing the same like hymn over and over and over and over and over again. And by the okay. end, I was like very burnt out on that movie. I watched uh, Meg to the Trench. Uh, 
Devin demanded that we go see that. Are you going to go see it? I, Are you going to see is it? Is it in a theater? I, right now it is, yeah. Uh-huh. I've never even heard of it. Oh, yeah, we were talking about it. Uh, Rachel reviewed it, I think, was another podcast, but uh, it's dumb. It loses yeah. what was good about the first Meg. Oh, like, the second Meg movie. Okay, I was yeah. like... I was half confused. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, okay. No, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna see it. I never it saw it. Does some, it does some really stupid shit in it. Devin liked it because she likes Jason Statham, and it's definitely Jason Statham doing like action things. His stuff, so. yeah. Uh, is that why you guys watched? Is that why you guys watched Crank? That's why she watched Crank, and I watched along. That's correct. Did you watch Crank too yet? No, she got Spy next. Oh, sorry. And I am making her watch Expendables. Oh, jeez. I've never seen that movie. Expendables are good. There's a fourth one coming out, which I didn't know about. Of course. There's a bunch of old action guys beating the shit out of each other. Stone Cold's in the first one. Wild. Wild. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Uh, I watched Serpico. Have you okay. heard or seen that before? No. So it's a movie from the 70s. There's Al Pacino okay. in it. He is a good cop who is in a corrupt police force. And he decides to collect evidence and um, prove that they're corrupt. And you have probably seen the reference of it in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where uh, Charlie Day is calling himself Serpico. Like he's like dressed around, and like he's like recording Frank and Dennis being corrupt cops when he has the cat. I, th- I, th- I th- probably I they make fun they, they, they kind of parody it in that, oh okay so. <laughs> uh, I watched The Dark Crystal how was that I can I tell you something yeah I've also never seen it <laughs> yeah because like I didn't watch a lot of these because we used to go to the library but I mean people can probably tell that I'm trying to break this habit of us watching the same things over and over and over again yeah so like this is one I never watched before um it's still not as good as um, Willow. Yeah. And I liked, uh, what was the other one I watched? Labyrinth. Labyrinth more too. Interesting. But okay. it's still cool. And it's like all puppets. So like, yeah. I, I enjoy that as well. The so are you going to watch, is... watch the show now? Didn't know there was a show. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. I think, yeah, Netflix is like the one who made it. Okay. Because the next one I'm watching is Never Ending Story. Because I haven't seen that before either. <sighs> Ooh. Makes me sad thinking about that movie. Not like in a bad Uh-oh. way. Just okay, okay, okay. Tear jerker uh, moment. Lost Voyage of the Demeter. Yep. And then I watched the next one, next film in like the uh, AFI rankings I'm going through right now, which was Pulp okay. Fiction. Oh, oh, it's still it's still great. It is still just such a good movie. You know Zed's what I? Dead, re- baby. <laughs> you know what I've rewatched. Speaking of Pulp Fiction, since what? last we recorded, I have rewatched both Django and. Uh, they fight. <laughs> like, and it's like sitting there watching it, and it reminds me like this: the way that Tarantino like crafts conversations, yeah, that feel like the kind of conversations like you would have with a friend. Yeah, I still it's haven't impressive. seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's good, but it's good. Just... Have you seen Hate's Late? Hate's Late is my favorite. Larry, I just said I rewatched it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought I, I thought you said Kill Bill. No, 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 I I said, uh, so I rewatched Django Unchained. Yes, I thought you said Kill Bill after that. Oh, I thought you said Kill Bill. I'm so sorry. No, I I love Hateful Eight. I love Hateful Eight. It's so good. Although, going back, 
Django Unchained, watching Jamie Lee kill a bunch of racists, and Chris and uh, Christoph Waltz killing a bunch of racists, is also really good. Yeah, and I was watching this documentary, or it was somebody, and it was like Samuel Jackson talking about Leo and how like Leo didn't want to do it, and apparently like Samuel Jackson like, pulled him to the side, is like, it is up to you to make this seem real. Yeah. And apparently Leo came in the next day and like went full method. Oh god. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh games. I actually I want to need your help on something. Okay. I gave up Pokemon Sleep. It literally killed my my SIM card and my phone. I'm blaming it for my SIM card dying. Wait, what did you play? Pokemon Sleep. I'm blaming oh, okay. it for killing my SIM card. Okay. So I deleted yeah. that. <laughs> uh obviously we played Tekka Chainsaw Massacre. We played Phasmophobia. Oh yeah, All right. Which, like, I enjoy hanging out with you guys and playing it. It's just not my kind of game. Which is very surprising. I mean, I get it because you have to kind of be, like, slow and methodical. Yeah. But the ghost hunting part of it, I'm surprised you don't like. I think one of the problems I have is that you and Rachel are so good and are such a good team that I feel, like, very, like, unnecessary. You're not unnecessary. You, I mean, uh... that's, that's how I feel like I'm, like I'm, like, the extra in the crew who's, like, I'm, like, the, the blue shirt who's going to die in Star Trek. I will say finding the tarot cards and finding those cursed objects did have a lot of fun for me, but I did feel bad when I killed everybody. I, I and, then, think, and then I found out that I lost you all money, which I did not know. I, so I, I did really feel bad think about all of that. what might help is this update that's coming out tomorrow well, mm-hmm. as we record this because they are changing everything. Okay. It's like a huge overhaul. They're like adding in full controller support because it's also coming to consoles. Okay. So I think that might also help being because able, I imagine it's probably similar to like when you used to come in and play Destiny with like me, Shannon, Kyber, Joe. Oh yeah, and, and I would just sit there and go. I like we had like complex yeah. builds and like new everything, and we're like, oh come on, Justin. I could only imagine it's very similar to that because you yeah, and probably. Rachel are very good. Like you see these ghost orbs, like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like what the fuck? We we know mean? what we're looking for. <laughs> so Stranger of Paradise. This is where I need your advice am i downloading it and finding a save file no okay i have four achievements left okay those four achievements are only from the second dlc okay i have gotten the achievement for getting all achievements then you're done but it's not a hundred percent so that's what i'm trying to like talk to myself about it's like where i cut out because the last four are tied to the second DLC, and I'm not even going to be ashamed about this. There is like an extra mode in this game yeah. where you can put yourself into a state of permanent invincibility. Yeah. Once you go past the 22nd floor in this rift thing, this like DLC section, you cannot use that mode. Okay. I so. would just say you're done. You got the you got the trophy for getting or the achievement. Like I got or whatever. 79 of the 83 trophies. I mean, personally, I am the type of also I'm the type of person who, unless I really love a game, I will not get all the trophies for because I don't care. Because I have to complete 30 floors. That's eight floors of like, that's eight floors without the help. Okay. I have to get an accessory from Gilgamesh, which is a random drop after the 22nd floor. Okay. 
I have to get a relic from 12 different summons, and you can only progress the summon quest by doing quests in the rift. And again, I'm at the 22nd floor. Yeah. And then I have to max out my affinity with the Tonberry Blacksmith, which again is by finding weapons in the rifts in that thing. So, like, I'm trying to decide what to do because I'm so close to having it done, but, like, this is a Souls-like game. Yes. And so one of the, like, one of the trophies I unlocked today, Justin, was for a DLC side mission. Okay. Which I was able to use the extra mode in. You have to fight Gilgamesh, which is a two-phase boss. Yeah. Bahamut, who is a two-phase boss. Warrior of Light, who is a two-phase boss. And then Garland, who halfway... He's only a one-phase boss, but halfway through the fight, he puts on every buff on himself that you can have in the game, and it's a permanent buff. I truly don't know how someone beat that legit. I mean, it's up to you. I would say you're done, but that's just me. Because I did download Alan Wake. Like, I have it downloaded, ready to go. That's, like, my next game to play. Yeah. It's just, I'm looking, like, you, I sent you my Excel sheet where I track stuff. Yeah, for like a while ago, I think. And stuff. So I added yeah. a new tab now for the ones that, the trophies I had to do once I, because there's no missable trophies. Okay. in Stranger of Paradise. So I just played it through, beat it, and then started going through it. And I'm just looking at those four that aren't green. And I... And it sounds like it. you're going to have to do it. It fucking sucks. I know. I hate my brain. <laughs> and then after that, I need to decide if I'm going to go back and play After Years because I found out you can 100% that or if I'm going to go to 7 uh, Remake. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's life. It is life. Uh, what else? Um, that was my that's my big conundrum right now. I finished the next two Artemis Fowl books. Uh, th- nice three, which is Eternity Code, and then four, which is the Opal Deception. Um, over halfway through with Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson, and I went and saw AEW live. I posted that's a video right. of MJF yes. uh, dabbing me up. How did that Discord. feel? It was awesome. It was, it was really cool how much call and response it was. Because you don't really get that on the TV so okay. much, but like you're interacting with like everyone. It was it was a lot of fun, and the, one of the cool things that me and Devin were talking about is like there was a lot of like kids, like little boys and girls and stuff there. Yeah, and like they were having like they were having fun, like yelling and screaming and cheering and stuff, and it was just it was very cool. I I think wrestling has come a long way from like some of the old videos where like Vince McMahon would do a bra and panty match, right? Yeah. Um so no, I, I had a lot of fun. I had a Are bunch. you gonna go back? Yes, for sure. Not sure when. That's fair. But yeah, I would love to go back. We should you should see if they're in uh San Francisco in <laughs> October. And drag everybody to that. Whatever. <laughs> okay, we've been talking for a while. Do you want to do Demeter? Yeah, sure, let's do it. Evil is on board. Powerful evil. We call him Dracula. The Demeter. On charter from Romania to London. Shipping private crates. Contents unknown. Out at sea with no land in sight. 
So, Justin, my format for this okay. is going to be background. Okay. No spoiler. Okay. And then we'll go into spoilers. Okay. Like background, no spoilers, quick spoiler re- like, and then we'll do like the whatever. Just how we did talk to me. And I'll put okay. a sound, I'll put a, uh, what's it called? A uh, time point in the show notes like I did last time too. Okay. So people will know. So, The Last Voyage of the Demeanor is a 2023 American supernatural horror film directed by Andre Overdahl. We actually reviewed Andre's previous film, Justin. Do you want to tell the, the fine folks what it is? Uh, yeah. Um, scary Stories Tell in the Dark. The one review I would love to go back to and just fucking destroy. So this movie is an adaptation from the Captain's Log chapter from Bram Stoker's 1987, Dracula. Did you know that going in? I mean, it it says it. Oh, but did you know like, before it. you went to the movie? Oh, theater. I knew like what it was. I didn't know it was like based the on book. the actual book. Yeah. So the film stars Corey Hawkins, Aisling Francisio, I guess how you say that, Liam Cunningham, and David Dasmalchian. Uh, so Hawkins had a role in The Walking Dead. He was Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton, which he was nominated for a SAG award. Have you seen that movie? No. No. It's good. That's a good one. Uh, and he's actually going to be starring in the new adaptation of The Color Purple that's coming later this year. Franciosi starred in The Nightingale and has had TV roles on The Fall and Legends. Uh, Liam Cunningham, it's the Onion Knight from the show that could have been the greatest of all time. Um, yep. We'll leave it there. And Das Malchian, so I did not recognize him at first. Um. Hold because on, I need to like look him up. Fucking yoked in this movie. What's his name? Sorry, Dal. David D A S T M A L C H I A N. Oh yeah, I know who he is. Did you recognize him in the movie? Like, yeah, right he's away? polka dot man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so at first I thought it was him, but this he is fucking jacked in this movie. Yeah. And I'm not used to seeing because in Dark Knight he was in that and he was like super skinny and scrawny. Yeah. He was Polka Dot Man, scrawny. He was in Blade Runner 2049. He was in Dune. And like I thought it looked like him, and then we got out of the theater and I checked and I was like, my dude fucking went to the gym. <laughs> oh, he I put forgot on he some was in pounds Sushi in that Girl chest. too. Huh? Yeah, I forgot he was in Sushi Girl too. What is Sushi Girl? I'll show you after. <laughs> Okay. It's not like uh, a, gr- a gross movie or anything. Okay. It's, it sounds a lot worse than it is, but it's really good. But, but yeah, and apparently currently he is uh, in the press trying to appeal to be the next Bond villain. I could see it. Which would be cool. Yeah, yeah. he's got the look for it. The film was scored by Bear McCreary. Uh, so other projects that he has worked on, some you're going to know, Justin, was Godzilla, King of the Monsters, okay. Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, Battlestar Galactica, the Child's Play remake, and God of War 2018, God of War Ragnarok, and Forspoken. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the genesis of this project goes back to Bram Stoker's Dracula 1992, which we reviewed on this mm-hmm. podcast before. Um, when the screenwriters wanted to adapt the chapter that we talked about as Alien on a Ship. Yeah. So I stole this directly from Wikipedia because I found it very interesting because of the development hell this went through. So this is from Wikipedia. While working at a model shop in Hollywood, Reggie Shute Jr., one of the screenwriters, befriended a colleague who had worked on Bram Stoker's Dracula. 
Shu took interest in a miniature of the Demeter used for the film and began writing the alien-inspired film set aboard the ship. Shoot researched the time period to ensure the authenticity, and in 2003, Phoenix, Phoenix Pictures acquired the film and originally tapped Robert Schrenke to direct and to rewrite the script. Progression on the film staggered in December 2006, um, when then-screenwriter uh, James Hart turned in a new draft of the script. In 2009, a lot of the people moved on from the project. Uh, by March 2010, the studio had moved on to another director. Uh, and then Bradley Fisher, who had some Oscar buzz about him at the type, wanted to have Numi Rapace star in the film, which would cause another rewrite to happen. <laughs> David Slade became attached to the film in February 2011, but reports indicated that uh, the then director was going to drop off because he wanted to go do prometheus what the fuck is happening with this movie that's that's why i put it i could never like write this it was insanity so days after that jude law was supposed to star in this film the next month uh slade reassured that the film was going to move forward besides the fact that he had signed up to do a daredevil film in 2012 neil marshall and millennium films boarded the film in order to direct and produce they brought in a new person, Lowell Koffel, who was a novelist, to then write more rewrites. <laughs> By June of that year, Viggo Mortensen was now being talked to to be the lead role. Ben Kingsley was said to be attached in order playing the Onion Knights role, uh, but everything was kind of up and down. In December 2014, uh, the studio was very hopeful the film would be made within the following year. A few months later, they all left. <laughs> In October 2019, it was announced that Andre Overdahl would direct the film with Amblin Partners obtaining the rights to the film. In January 2021, Corey Hawkins joined the cast of the film with a new draft that was rewritten by Zach Olkowitz. In December 2022, Shoot and Olkowitz, the original, remember, Shoots was the original screenwriter, and Olkowitz is the new one they brought on to kind of like fix this giant mess. Yeah, yeah. They both got screenplay credits, and Shoot got the original story credit as well. So that was a really long mess to say this film sat in development hell for a very, very, Holy very long time. shit. Which is impressive as we'll kind of get to here in a little bit. Um, the film was shot on a budget of $45 million and opening weekend it would only grow $7.6 million. I have some trivia. Okay. Uh, Dracula's look in this film is based on Count Orlok from Nosferatu, which we have reviewed on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Dracula has a cane with a wolf head. In the book, Dracula transforms into a wolf. Okay. So that's kind of what Interesting. That, what that's yeah. for. In ancient Greek religion and mythology, Demeter is the Olympian goddess of the harvest and agriculture, presiding over crops, grains, food, and the fertility of the earth. Although she is mostly known as the grain goddess, she also appeared as a goddess of health, birth, and marriage, and she has connections to the underworld. Do you know those connections? No. Her daughter, Persephone, is married to Hades. Okay. So when cool. Persephone is with Demeter, we have spring and summer. And when Persephone is with Hades, we have fall and winter. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the journey from Transylvania to England would have been pretty uh, miserable because Transylvania is located in the inland of the Romanian Black Sea. 
at the port of Constanta. So the first cargo would have traveled by road and then by river to the ship, then down to the sea through the Bosphorus Straits, across the Sea of Marmara, and then into the Mediterranean. From there, out to the Straits of Gibraltar, up towards England, under sail, the journey would have lasted many, many weeks. Well, I think it did, right? Because when did they leave? June, right? They left in they June. Left it was like a June. six-week journey. Yeah, because it was the like mid-June to August 6th, I think, is when they were supposed to land. So, yeah, I it was believe, like six weeks. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Uh, but it's a new movie, so not a lot of cool stuff has come out yet. Plus, with the writer's strike and the actors joining them, so there's not a whole lot of there going on right now. Yeah, and there probably won't be for a while. Yes. So, non-spoilers. So, Justin, yes. since I forced you to come do a vampire movie, I'll let you go first. Uh, non-spoilers? Non-spoilers. I was... And I had it set in my head that this movie was going to be trash. Like, literally all the marketing I have seen for it has made it look bad. Surprisingly, not that bad. I had a... I had a... Uh, I enjoyed my time with it. I, I do think two hours is a little long. There is a little dull there. Not dull, but like it lulled a little bit. Um, but no, overall, I enjoyed it. I, I think it was a good time, and I would definitely... Oh, I wouldn't say definitely go see it now, but maybe I would wait. I think you could wait for this one. Yeah, that's where I'm gonna leave it for. Okay. I I want to like talk talk about yeah. it. So, uh, so for me, kind of similar. Um, whenever I see a vampire movie, especially like it's like promising me like gore and like a little bit of spookiness. Yeah, I'm in. Even if that promise will be fulfilled, it's it's enough for me to commit to go see it. So, with this film, yeah, I put it on the calendar, and even though we both had feelings because scary stories tell the dark really hasn't held up well, you are notorious for wanting to go back and trash it, and it probably mm -hmm. deserves it. And then not only that. I felt like the trailer, because I had only seen one trailer, but they played it over and over and over again. Like yes. All the movies were seen throughout the summer. Yeah. They all, I felt like I was seeing the whole movie, which is like a problem I talked about, like with like the Halloween. Yeah. And the Halloween 2018, right? One of the coolest scenes is like given away in the trailer. Yeah. That was actually why, why I stopped like seeking out trailers was because of that. Yeah. So when we got to the movie last night, we'll have more conversation in the spoiler section. I was shocked because this was not the movie I had prepared myself for it to be. Yeah, same. It did a lot of things that kind of caught me off guard. And I was like, oh, you got some balls on you. Okay, okay. Yep. And the other thing I will say is that it was not a CGI mess. We can talk about it later. but We'll talk was, about it later. What I was prepared for this being, it was not. There yeah. were a lot of things actually that I found pretty impressive. Yeah. So I think if you are someone like me who goes out of their way for like vampire media, I would say this is a theater one, but mm. I, I I think for the majority of people, this is more so the kind of movie that you watch at home on a set on a Friday night and have a really good Friday night. 
Yeah, I mean, apparently, uh, according to those box office numbers, that's what everybody thinks. <laughs> yeah, and and that's kind of like why I'm like leaning toward it because it's very interesting because Rachel and I reviewed Redfield over on Nick Cage podcast. Yeah, and that also didn't do well. And that was awesome. I loved that movie. It was so fun. Part of me wonders if people are like tired of vampires, but we really haven't had a lot of vampire stuff, and it's been a while since like the Twilight craze. Well, so I think the thing is, is that with vampires, it's more of a gamble. Like it's more. I mean, going it's, back to it's this, our season, it's like it's high or it's low. Yes, and I, th- I mean that could be why, right? Like it's just it's what it is. Although I will say, um, this was also the first time I saw the Saw trailer in a theater. Dude, God, damn! I want to go see that movie. Yeah, like, I'm right very now. excited. I'm very excited for that. For much, I think dropping off nine movies worth of bullshit and just mm-hmm. like getting back like closer to the roots was mm-hmm. a very 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 smart move i also noticed a bunch of stuff in the trailer in the theater that i did not notice when i, I will say though i am a sucker because they are really good at booting like good songs to their trailers i think in jigsaw they had like, the roy orbison song mm-hmm. in it like they are and even Spiral did that too. So mm-hmm. yep. I'm not sure if that's me just vibing to the music or if I'm ready to see John Kramer back. So we'll see. I, I am excited I, though. We're reviewing I, it on this show. So. so I will say the person who made Spiral is involved with Saw 10. And Spiral was really good. I've, apparently a lot of people do not like that movie. Spiral? Yeah. They're dumb. <laughs> that's yeah. all I gotta say about that. They're dumb. It was they're great. Wrong. It was they're great. Dumb and they're and wrong. That's like the best one since two. And man, it's better than two. And I'm just I'm very hopeful for Saw Ten. It looks like it's gonna be fucking disgusting. It looks uh, gross. And I hope Rachel's ready for that. Um Rachel, I'm sorry. Uh but yeah. It's uh It's our first post October episode because it comes out the twenty seventh, so we'll be reviewing it literally the week after it releases. Uh, does it come out October? No, it comes out in September. September 27th. It comes out the same day as Paw Patrol, hence Saw Patrol. Oh, Justin, I need to reformat our calendar because I have the release date for that as the 27th of October, the same day oh, no. as Five Night at Freddy's. No, no, no. It is oh. September. All right, I'll move stuff around. I must have okay. piped in the wrong. I must have just Also, I will say we could do like we could do um five nights at freddy's like the week after it comes out if you want because it's coming to vod day one okay cool so, so i'll put I'm that up i'll put that into soft spot okay i'll do that uh the post show discussion stuff yeah, yeah yeah okay so this is your first last and only spoiler warning uh justin ready for a plot summary mm-hmm so basically we have a crew of the demeter um with hawkins character the the doctor uh being one of the new recruits to join the ship and they're going from transylvania to england um they have a very light crew which i thought was really smart of them to do so we don't have yes absolutely yeah yeah and they are getting a giant bonus to get it there quickly yeah um Things immediately appear um, as they as they're kind of off when a what appears to be like a stowaway is found. 
Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, the the doctor does a blood transfusion to try to like bring her back to consciousness, and it's at this point where Dracula escapes. Starts off by killing all the livestock and then the poor puppy, R.I.P. And then just every, every so often, every couple of nights, starts killing off one of the crew one by one and feeding. Yep. And they realize that he's doing it slowly because he's rationing, rationing his food out, which I I loved that. Uh, the film has some balls. Uh, it kills off the captain's grandson in like yeah. Very quickly, brutal way. Uh, yeah. Like they're watching through a crack in the door, like actually watching Dracula feed and like lift the kid up while he's holding his rosary beads, and like it's not working because, it, yeah, yeah. And that is culminated by when the captain is getting like thinks his he sees him moving underneath the shroud, and he goes and opens it up, and the kid is infected with the vampiric plague. He sits up, but it's daylight, and he catches on fire, and he like partially catches his grandfather on fire, and they push him in the ocean. I, I, I said there are some things in this movie that I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I didn't think yeah, he had the balls to this. Yeah, See, I thought it was going to be like the little girl, the little boy, the two who survive. So yeah. I was like, "Shit, we're we're doing stuff." Um, but anyways, we we finally see the coast of England. At this point, we have the captain who is very like mentally disturbed after everything he saw happen to his grandson. We have the polka dot man, we have the stowaway girl, and we have the captain. Um, polka dot man goes down into the basement of the ship to try to sink it, to try to trap the Dracula, uh, the Dracula, Dracula onto the ship where he gets eaten and they like wrap some, like, it's like the way Dracula feeds this movie is really cool. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, then Dracula comes up and kills the captain who had tied himself to the, uh, or what's that name? The, the the wheel? Ste- just like yeah the wheel the wheel uh yeah. and so then he dies and then we have um i'm blanking sorry i just watched this last night and then we have the doctor and little girl trying to go in toe-to-toe with dracula and dracula anna is... anna anna i want to say anna okay uh dracula is getting ready to kill the doctor but before clemens he... Clemens, thank you. But yes. he marks him as his equal first, which it gives uh, Anna enough time to cut the rope and send the mass and pin Dracula to the bow of the ship. Yeah. Then Clemens and Anna jump off into the water and share a raft, unlike Rose and Jack and Titanic. Uh, the ship makes port. Dracula is not dead, pushes the trap that he was under off, and then flies off into England. Um, Clemens and Anna are sitting in the water and Clem- and Anna's skin has started to turn to pale and her eyes are glazing over so it's like the sign that the plague has finally gotten to her and she tells Clemens to leave her that she's at peace and she's made her decision and she catches fire and then we have Clemens going to England yep, trying to inquire about the movements of Dracula we hear he is going to the moors to go harass poor Harker uh and then we see Dracula with his uh, top hat and cane, and the movie's over. Well, he okay. I I need to bring it up. Uh, okay. <laughs> probably my least favorite part of the movie, and only because it's right here at the end of the movie. Uh huh. 
when Clemens is like walking towards the screen. He's like, and I'll never give up fighting Dracula. I did not like that. I did. I thought it was so stupid compared to the rest of the movie that had balls to just like, yeah, he didn't have to say anything. It would have been so much better if they just like ended it with Dracula walking into the bar or like disappearing. I, into I agree. If I had a guess, I, th- I would guess. Remember how when Tom Cruise had that mummy movie and they were trying to like do their own, like, set own something up. Yeah. I wonder if they wanted to do that here too. Cause I agree. Like, it's like, ugh. because this movie, before we even get into the vampire of it, one of the things I like the most, because I am a sucker also for like a, a sea voyage book. Okay. And I really, really enjoyed how they made the cast inclusive, right? We have Clemens as yeah. by a, a black actor. And then we had a, a girl on the ship who is more than just like a sex object, right? She's, she has agency. She's trying to help people. She's smart. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. I love that they didn't back away from the superstitions around it. Like, they showed the racism of a couple of the crewmates towards Clemens. Yeah. And Clemens well, even th- talked about how he went to Oxford and yes. all of that stuff. Yeah. And that was why he was trying to prove that there was good in the world. And then with Anna, like, one of the reasons why there's this, like, superstition. Like, there's a superstition going around back then that women on the boat were bad luck. And I was happy they talked about it because, like, normally, if they found a woman on the boat, they tossed her overboard. Yeah. Because they thought she was bad luck and it would cause the ship to be cursed. And so I liked how they did that, but not at the expense of, like, making those, like, defining characteristics of the characters, but definitely showing, like, this was a period piece. And I, we went and saw this, me and Devin went and saw it with uh, Devin's sister's boyfriend, Ryan. And that was something he and I were talking about when Devin was using the bathroom after the movie, is that Salem's Lot, to me, is one of the scariest books ever written. Okay. The moment you take that story out of, like, the early 70s, late 60s, right, and you put it in modern times, it's stupid. Yeah, because it just wouldn't make – it does make sense. The phones, the internet – availability of cars like it's just it doesn't make sense it doesn't track Mm -hmm. you have to put people in a situation where the technology isn't there to help them and where they're isolated and so i thought doing this story and trapping them on a boat in the middle of the ocean was really 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 smart and i enjoyed it yeah i mean i i i thought the again i went into this thinking that the story was going to be well i i i I, th- I figured it was going to be trashy. I, I just really went in assuming the cinematography was going to be garbage. Uh, but no, I, I really just kind of expected a trashy movie. And I was really excited for what I came away with. I mean, yeah. granted, I, 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 I do have my gripes right? with like the ending. And there is a little bit of a drag in the middle there. But all in all, like it really does work. Um, I, I don't know. Like it just like the way that they slow play kind of this like madness at sea uh-huh. vibe like taking over works really well because then there's like that instant switch of like oh no now everybody believes it but you yep. still have those like people who are like still kind of on the edge not really believing it like with like the cook thinking it's like god forsaking them yep. the whole time the um, Jonah. 
yeah, it's just like it, it's it's an interesting aspect that they like slow play really well, and then it all kind of builds up to like this. The, Watch the little end. boy die. And there's no more refuting it because everyone saw it. Yes, and let me tell you the part where the grown man is going after the little boy when he's like shoving his face through the door oh and stuff. God. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I really like this story. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, it's just, it was, it could be because my expectations were so low. Like, they yeah. were low. I know they were. <laughs> but I'm, like, I'm with you. This movie did things that I didn't think it had the balls to do. Killing, like, a child. Like a like a seven yeah. or six-year-old child is brutal. Oh, yeah. I knew that the dog wasn't going to make it. I knew the animals were going to make it. Like, they never that, that's That was very clear from, like, the, the onset. Yes. But, like, they did that in the way, like, some characters would die or be infected. Or, like, sometimes we'd see Dracula pop up and go away. Like, well, I, I, even, like, the first time we saw, or the first time we encountered him with the crewmate, yep. with, like, through the spyglass, was perfect. It was. Right? Because it's, it's just, like, that split second. And then he's not there anymore. And then he goes looking for him. And then Dracula learns about this tapping that they're doing. And then he starts doing it at the like it's It's smart. It was yes. it was very, very smart. And I think the screenwriter is taking some notes from Alien is an intelligent move. Yeah. Because Alien is one of the goats of the horror genre. Yeah. So like said, it's not a perfect film. I do think that it's higher for me because my expectations were kind of low for this. But I will say, like, my biggest cons are more that, like, it felt like when they went down into the storage hall area, I felt like we saw that scene, like, several times and, like, it never really yeah. to anything. Well, well and I that's what I mean. Like, they their plan. <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's what I mean. Like, there are definitely, like, low, dull moments. Yeah. And I don't think it needed to be two hours long. No, I um, think ninety minutes would have been a little bit tighter. But then again, yeah. maybe would have lost some of the dread. Yeah, that's true. But no, I was yeah. sh- when I walked out of there at midnight. I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> yep. I was like, oh. "When we went in, I was like, okay, it's like ten. It'll be like eleven thirty. Uh-huh. Whatever, it'll be fine." Fuck at midnight, and I'm like, "Oh god." Yeah, it was. By the way, there was only four people in the theater I was in, and two of them were Michelle and I. Oh, ours was actually kind of full. There was a family of five, so mom and dad and, like, three kids. There was me, Devin, and then Ryan, and there was, like, four or five couples. Oh, yeah, no, it was, like... Interesting. Yeah. That's why I... So I went to, like, go buy our tickets online, and I was like, yeah, I'm, just, I'm not even going to bother. I'll just wait until we get there. Like... <laughs> I gave it a seven and a half. I was very pleasantly surprised, and I had a good time. Yeah, I give it a seven. I genuinely had like a fun time. Cinematography. This was the big surprise for me. Um, <laughs> so again, this is what I was dreading the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, but going leading up to going to watch this, um, because those trailers were not good. Like, they showed everything in such a bad light. They um, they lightened everything up. Oh, yeah yeah because like dracula for the most part i do have some some gripes with like his end weird final form we'll talk about that oh really okay, okay. yes um dracula for the most part i feel like we didn't see him just enough 
Like it didn't linger on him Correct. too much. Even when he's like in the cabin with Toby. Child, Is that the kid's yeah. name? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, when he's like crouched and we just like see him stand up and then <sighs> then they just like look through the hole and you can just see his face. Like we see like certain aspects of Dracula, but we never see it like for a, a long, like prolonged time. And I think it really works. Mm-hmm. And man, the gore. <laughs> Is like, it's it was good. Done. It was beautifully yeah. done. Gore. It wasn't overly excessive. It was to me. It was like the kind it, of it seemed fun. Yeah, it's like it seemed like, obviously like a little exaggerated, but not like in a disgusting way. Correct. Because even like for example, when the guy is like shoving his head through the door, which is a very cool scene, it's like gross and it's like kind of cutting up his face, but it's not like gushing all this blood out, right? Which it's was just impressive because like, that was practical effects. And, like, you would have thought yeah. maybe they would have went over the top. Like He's literally pushing his nose like into that piece of wood. Like That was... It's that like, whole and, fucking scene was... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, when he's like beating through the door and going... Like, they used a lot of like light in interesting ways because obviously like Dracula can't go hunting during the day. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the movie was at night. Because it would just like kind of the candles or those yeah, and, and I think it, it I, I, that kind of added to it, and there's like a lot of like stormy stuff, um, but yeah, man, I, just the way they hid Dracula just enough, like it really worked for me. I mean, I, I again, like I, I do have some gripes with like the the whole like final boss fight thing. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> honestly, mostly I really enjoyed it i i wasn't a huge fan of the burning oh so uh, i was really the first one on the mass i thought was a little bit like extra it didn't look bad it was just like a little bit extra well that yeah that's my that thing little fucking kid on fire dude i was like jesus christ the, that is fucking brutal so i think the kid for me i didn't enjoy well i mean obviously i didn't enjoy the kid getting set on fire but like the kid for me was like i i thought it was I mean, obviously, it was all CGI, like the burning. Yeah. But I, I could tell more with the kid than with the guy. Oh, really? I yes. think I was just so shocked by what the fucking brutality there, around the kid. I was like, yeah, what the, the kid got the worst fuck? of it all. Like <laughs> he did. So I want to co- comment on some of the things you mentioned about. But the first thing I want to say is, remember when we reviewed The Conjuring and a couple other films? We talk about how when a, a director will like. If we're going to be trapped in one location, show me the location. Let me know where yeah. things are at in relation to each other. Yeah. I thought they did a wonderful job with that. By having Toby give Clemens the tour of the ship and show yes. him knocking, I knew where everybody was at in relation to everybody else. And I thought that was so smart. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, go ahead. And we spend a lot of time like on that top deck. Mm-hmm. But even then, like you know where you are in relation to the lower deck because of that walkthrough, right? Very low manned crew, which made sense why it took a lot of time to get from one end of the ship to the other because it's a giant yeah. ship. I I really appreciate that because it shows thought in to kind of keep your audience engaged to like where things are happening. So when Toby is trapped in that room, he's on the opposite side of the ship, several floors down. Yeah. So like, but they can still hear him knocking. Yes. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Um, similarly to you, I think I mentioned this in the Patreon section last week, 
I thought the vampire looked bad. And I was prepared for it to be bad. Maybe it's because I was so ready for it to be, like, capital B bad. I loved it. There were times where I felt like we got a little bit too much of it, but then I would be impressed by something they would do. So, like, particularly mentioning like, the final boss thing on the ship, like, I thought we saw too much of Dracula there. Yes, absolutely. Until he wrapped his wing around him and we saw See, him, like, pushing against the fucking That was wings. cool. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, this is cool. I loved... So, like, this is a part where we have two minds. I loved that it looked more animalistic, that it had, yeah. like, the heavy brows and the teeth. It looked like... Well, they even talk about, it, like, he's not a man. He is not a monster. It's a beast. Yes. I will say, at the very end of the movie, when he's in the bar, I wanted so goddamn badly for them to have Bela Lugosi sitting there. So, okay, it's funny that you bring that up because Michelle immediately was like, they wasted, they needed to have a human actor playing him yes. because they talk about how when he's he out feeds, in public, he becomes yes. human. Yes. He is like, he hides in a human disguise during the day. Mm-hmm. I think they, I mean, granted it wasn't a day. They really missed an opportunity to even have like, yeah, like Gary Oldman, Bela Lugosi, like any somebody, of them. Yeah. Right. And like, I'm not mad yeah. about it because we've talked about how terrifying Count Orlock is. Yeah. Like he's, he's very scary. And like yeah. in this, like it, 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 it wasn't that it was, like, I wasn't mad. I was just like, it was a wasted opportunity. God damn it, Bella Gosi had turned around and sit there and given that fucking eyebrowed smile back. I know it would have been obviously CGI'd on there, but like... But still. I would have freaked the fuck out. I would yeah. have fucking... I wouldn't have cared about the final line of the movie. Like, I will hunt you to the well, end. Like, so fuck here, yeah, here's bring an me idea. Bella. <laughs> what, if it was, what if it was Nick Cage? That would have... <laughs> no. I like Renfield, <laughs> but that would have been a little bit too, too meta. Yeah. But no, like overall, and again, this could be because I was prepared for this movie to really not deliver for me. And kind of thinking back on what we know what scary story Tell the Dark ended up kind of being after yeah. you put like the nostalgia behind. I was really impressed. And like I said, I'm giving a lot of points for laying out that ship, doing the sound, how the sound transfers through it, and like I think when you're doing a horror movie, you have to know, like the location is just a bunch of character and to yeah. take the time to lay that out. I think is important. I gave it a nine. I thought this was like one of the strongest sections. Uh, I gave it an eight. Okay. <laughs> I did think it was very good that the, my biggest gripe is um, the ending shot didn't need to be there. <laughs> okay. um, and then uh, I wasn't a fan of Dracula standing fucking spread eagle on the top of the thing yeah it just that didn't look good to me but then like you said it was cool when he like wrapped them up in the wing that was fuck all right yeah yeah audio when it comes to acting performances i have nothing but praise i thought yeah i think they all did like i was saying even like the people in the beginning that yeah. were like the one guy who like got on the ship and then saw, saw the, the symbol saw the dragon and, said, Get and was like nope to the up. fuck out yeah <laughs> like even he did a fantastic job like they all really gave it like gave it their all yeah i thought everybody was great i toby 
again when when i saw how cute and adorable that kid was and he lost his dog and he was obviously lost his parents because he was a grandpa i thought that kid had so much goddamn plot armor that like he was fine and then like he kind of sold it that way too by like kind of doing like dumb shit but like never really paying so i was like this guy's his kid's gonna be fine but when dracula stood up in the corner and then like approached him while the fucking grandpa had to watch through the door like this that entire scene just to me like really highlighted how good that core cast was everybody everybody did great i think but like that core cast of like four or five wow like yeah the the onion knight being like the disturbed grandpa like contemplating suicide and then like getting his revenge and killing the jonah and like all this like i just the polka dot man i thought he was great as a kind of a gruff but he was like really soft but he was trying to like hold the line but he was actually like a softy deep down yeah talking about the ship being his home but like realizing what had to be done i thought it was great i liked dracula like whispering and knocking throughout the ship that's another thing for the sound that's really high up for me yeah absolutely and it was good because it was like very spooky a very innocuous thing they show at the front of the movie ends up being like yeah 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 i mean i i i mean i second everything you say uh really like it's it was impressive to me how obviously when they were showing you the knocking it was like okay this will be important at some point in time little did you know it would be important like the entire way through the movie Uh and not just like at the final reasons too yes yeah yeah yeah, and even like at the end when Clemens is sitting in the bar and he hears he Dracula knows he's there, so he's doing the knocking because nobody else would know. Yeah. Except for Clemens. And it's like it's man, they were just very smart on how they did this movie. Um yeah. I, I enjoyed Dracula talking in like his creepy like whisper. Yeah. It was yeah, it was freaky. Um I like the sounds of him yeah. flying. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but when he when they were oh, yeah, up I in didn't. The, oh, you yeah, did. I did not. So when they were up in the crow's nest, and you could hear, but you couldn't see him. But you could see the clouds swirling around and stuff. Or when the guy was trying to escape, and you could hear it that too. Mm-hmm. I so like I, I could see how some people may not like like the bat like Dracula thing or didn't like what it looked like. But for me, if you're going yeah. to do it, I loved how powerful the wings sounded and how we didn't really see it a lot we saw it like kind of like flashes of lightning or like the clouds moving like i said but like i thought the way it sounded if you're going to do it i thought it sounded as it should it sounded heavy it sounded like monstrous it sounded like a dragon and yeah. there was literally times where i was thinking of house of the dragon where we would just like hear like the dragons and not see them and stuff yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it reminded me of that and i was really impressed because i feel like you could do that and like maybe not give it that weight but it felt like it yeah. felt heavy and like it sold it with the clouds I don't, maybe i'm going on about the wings too much but I, <laughs> I thought it was impressive i thought it was impressive yeah i mean the wing i, I didn't really like it but that's also <laughs> that kind of goes hand in hand with like his like weird starfish bat form uh-huh. um yeah anything else on uh audio justin no i mean there isn't really a soundtrack but i mean it's also like set in like yeah there's the one score kind of happening during the final boss fight like you said but even that's more just like tones 
yeah, there's nothing like, there's no like. Well, I guess there's kind of a sea sea shanty at the start. Yeah, uh, when they're all like partying. Oh really? Yeah. I, I don't all my rage, I'm still. Oh back. God, I'm remembering why I thought this movie was gonna be horrible. But no, I gave it a nine again. I was really impressed. I gave it an eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oops, I am in the wrong window. Hopefully, a nine and or eight doesn't collapse something. How scary? I'm a little bit afraid because I feel like we might annoy some people here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, maybe. There were parts of this movie that legitimately made me afraid. The One of the reasons why I like reading Treasure Island or The Terror or like Castaways of the Flying Dutchman is I love the sea and the ocean and like being like out on the open water but it is inherently terrifying because like when you're out in the open ocean like you are alone and yeah. like in the heart of the sea is about like some whalers who get lost and they're sh- and they have to eat each other and it's it, like there's just something about it so like similarly to alien trapping a crew in space but this time in the ocean right yeah. and they, they can't go any faster like they can't do anything to make this go f- quicker and like having them all like know what's going on and not really like fighting and like having yeah. like, still being fucked like i like that and we already talked about this scene several times but the little boy walking through the aisle seeing the guy him coming into the light him trying to drag him away and then slowly chasing him not doing anything banging in his face and then we see dracula in the corner like curled up like this like decrepit old man and then to stand up and the aggressive walk towards him and then feeding on him bro fuck me dude like again this is not the scariest thing i've ever seen in my entire life yeah it is not the scariest vampire movie i've ever seen that scene and this the way like watching the onion night and clemens look through that door while Dracula just like literally is grabbing his grandson and feeding on him. Fuck, dude. Like <laughs> again, like sometimes movies like like we reviewed Beasel Booth, right? And like yeah. all, that whole child murder scenes over and over and over again. And like we said it didn't earn it. This I felt like Toby's death and demise and the pain we saw everyone go through because of it. I yeah. felt like this movie earned it. It wasn't overly gory, it wasn't really brutal. But we still got that weight of watching the helplessness yeah. of watching this monster feed upon something so innocent. And that was pres- – that, that what came before that was the crazy dude smashing his face into a door, getting flatter and flatter and flatter. And like, I don't know. I – that scene is <laughs> – that was a scene. That was a really good scene. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of two minds of how I feel about the house scary here because I, I on one hand I find the first half basically up until after the boy burns, yeah, like right after he burns, then I think it kind of really drops off from like the horror feel of it all. Um, but before that, it like it is like really like entrenched in this like something spooky is happening on the ship. I mean, obviously we know, but the crew doesn't, mm-hmm. and uh, like. 
I, like I said, when the crew member like sees him in the telescope really briefly and then flash and it's gone. And then there's like the whole, yeah, Devin jumped. I, I did too. I'm not sure it's cause Devin jumped so hard, but I did jump at that point. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not uh, sure it was cause Devin, cause Devin jumped like, like yeah. got a couple inches off the chair with her blanket. <laughs> that definitely made me jump too. I wasn't sure if it was her or if it was the scene, but it's it was good. good. Like, yeah, and then like the following night when there's like the two of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know it's not the following night, but like the yeah. following scene for us. Yeah, uh, the audience. Uh, yeah, when it's the two of them and he like separates them. I know. Like it's just, and you can like feel like the dread of it all. It, uh, yeah, I think it does a really good job. Um, and then obviously the scene, the Toby stuff is like fucking terrifying. Keeping um, Dracula in the shadows, barely showing him to us, and when you do show him to us have it be a real person in prosthetics instead of just a computer-generated image. Yeah. You can't beat that. We've talked about this on this podcast before. You literally yeah. cannot beat it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, whoever that creepy-ass man was standing up in the corner and then just, like, staring at the kid, fucking shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. And But then, obviously, like, the second half for me was not, like, yeah. anything. I think they should have tried to, like, explain their plan better. Oh, you mean there? We're gonna go open up the crates, and then what? I don't know. Yeah, like we're gonna, gonna go, gonna go open up the boxes. Like, well, what the fuck are you gonna do when you find it, them? And it gets to the point where it's like, okay, we know where the devil sleeps. Burn the ships. Literally, get, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the my big rises, problem. Here's get here, in the boat and okay. ship away. Like that bitch on fire. Here's my points go. for for plot came away. The main reason, right here. <laughs> you know where the devil sleeps. Okay, cool. Literally, the next scene is a day scene. <laughs> We never see that box again. I know, I know. Like, I, and like that's what maybe like all the rewrites because, like I said, this I've read it to you. Like this, we got messy in a yeah. lot of ways. But like for me, it's like okay, we know he can't move through the daylight. We know he hunkers down during the daylight. We're going to get one of these rescue ships. We're going to literally empty it of everything except for food in our bodies. Yeah, and then we're going to light the Demeter on fire. <laughs> And we're going to take our chances out on the open water and hope for help. It's okay. They have to wait for night, though. <laughs> I don't. It's like Jesus. And like they let her, let her as bait. And like, like, yeah. Like I, I totally agree. Like, this. I feel like the final act, even though there's some cool things in it, the scariness drops off on it. Um, yeah. Just because it's like you're being a little dumb. It's the same reason why I kind of talked about in Alien, right? With like Jonesy. It's like fuck that cat. What the fuck are we doing? Like, I'm sorry, Rachel, but what the fuck are we doing? Fuck that cat. Get the fuck <laughs> off. Like, what is happening? That cat got so many yeah. people killed. And it's like, what do you mean the ship is your home? Who gives a fuck? Light it on fire. As soon as that sun hits the horizon, get in a boat and sail away. <laughs> like, it's like, it's not hard. It yeah. isn't hard. You have options. <laughs> yeah. That fall world is like, you guys are all fucked. <laughs> and you are <laughs> fucked on your own accord. Alright, for how scary I gave it a five and a half. I agree with you. I think it starts off really strong and then it gets kind of, like, hokey. Yeah, I gave it a five. Okay, to review our scores, and Justin, for plot, I gave it a seven and a half, you gave it a seven. For cinematography, I gave it a nine, you gave it an eight. For audio, I gave it a nine, you gave it an eight. And for how scary, I gave it a five and a half, you gave it a five. That gives it the Here's Johnny final score of a 74. 74, correct. Do, 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 do. 
that seems like a really good spot for a surprise. Yeah, I agree. Um, it is tied, Justin, with two things. Um, a film and a video game. The original Evil Dead. Okay. And Vampire. The game. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I like that yeah. game. That was, that, was, that was a fun one. I'm like, yeah, I enjoyed that. The films above it are Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Mars Attacks, and OG Suspiria. And the films below it are Arachnophobia, Blood Sea, and OG Resident Evil. Interesting. Oh, that's what I watched. I watched the new Resident Evil animated movie. How was it? Mid? Garbage. Mid garbage. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Okay. No, well, okay, that's, that's a lie. The first half of it is cool because it's like... It's like the fucking Marvel verse of Resident Evil because like it's got Chris and Leon and Jill and Claire and Rebecca like they're all there together so that part's really fucking cool but then it just gets stupid. On that happy note, I'll play some music here and we'll get on into the closing. Justin. Yes. Are you ready to find out what crappy horror movie we're reviewing next week? <sighs> no. And I'm going to turn my mic down because I have to cough again, but no. The winner of the patron selected and audience voted upon crappy horror film to cap off the religious horror season is Shark Exodus. Exorcist. Is that the one we thought was going to win? No, I thought Velocipastor was going to. It won seven to two. And that's without me and okay. you voting. So No, I did not vote. So what's it called again? Sorry. Shark Exorcist. Shark. Fun fact, X. I actually picked them both up from the library earlier this week, so I had them both ready to go, depending upon who won. <laughs> for me, it is on Tubi and Plex. And for you, I know you have a physical yep. copy of it. But if you if anybody else feels like watching, it is also on Tubi and Plex and the United States, or it's a dollar to rent. Yeah, so. way to burn that dollar. I think this one was picked by Seagram. Yep, yeah, it was Seagram. This was Seagram selection. Okay. So I will have to reach out to him to provide us with something for why he uh, picked this gem. But then after that, we're going to wrap up. The next week will be a wrap up of the season, kind of going through everything. Um, Justin, I'm probably going to have you actually I, I'm trying to think, should we like you go through the games and like rank the games that we reviewed in order and I can do the movies and kind of just go through like, sure. okay, that'll be a two week project like time personal, 
like personally right no like how, how you and i scored them so i go okay. through the doc and like pull the scores for the games and i'll pull the scores for the movies okay and like rate or like rank them yeah like how we ended up scoring them Okay. So it was like our favorite thing from the season and our least favorite thing. Man, remember when we reviewed the first Fatal Frame? Jesus Christ. That was a year ago. A year ago next yeah. month. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Uh, Man, we, didn't do a, we didn't do a lot of games. I'm looking at this now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10 okay maybe we did i did i did not see (laughs) we did 11 really it's like one a month maybe i have one ten okay this isn't interesting just hearing me count all right we're gonna end this patreon stick around i have another quiz for justin and everyone else until next week stay scary the here's johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Bye.